The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Macca19, and joining us, as always, is Portia. Hello, how are you? Mate. Stoked to be alive today. It's been a wonderful day. How are you? Stoked to be talking about all things Victorian. Yes. Go the yes. Vicks. Love them. Uh, <laughs> yes, Vic Metro. Gonna, gonna really look forward to this one. Um, but yeah. to start with, mm. first question I've got. Okay. Are we actually going to have a squad to play with next year? Oh, I'm pretty sure we will. Has the DFA um, signing up started yet? I'm not sure it has. I'm not sure when that starts. It might be in a couple of days' time. Um, but look, we've made three more delistings, uh, so we'll talk about them uh, one by one. Matt White, um, yep. after four years at, uh, at the club, has been delisted after 40-odd games. Um, look, he came to the club as probably my most hated player in the AFL for a number <laughs> of years. And I've got to say, he very quickly earned my respect and... Uh, he leaves with me um, sort of nodding my head saying, job well done. Well, I don't know that I'd go quite that far. Um, I think that for a free agent, he's had a couple of good years. Um, and then after that, really, obviously, with injury and everything else, not much at all. Yeah. Um, so that kind of, you know, if you take the average of his seasons with us, it's, it's just okay. Reasonable. But he did have some really good uh, form when he was in form. So, Yes. His 14 was absolute lightning. Like He kicked so many great goals and, and had such an impact on the way we played footy that year. Um, and, and he made just such an instant impact as well. And like He was a huge reason why we started so well that year and, uh, and made a prelim final. Um, sort of half continued that form on the year after. He was a non-event in 2016 and played a couple of surprise games this year as well. Uh, but look, for, for what we got him for, um, I thought he... You know, he was a, a pretty decent recruit, I thought. Yeah, look, I mean, he filled a role that we desperately needed at the time we recruited him, which was playing sort of as uh, an, outs- an at- that outside mid-wingman type that we've now thankfully had Pollock kind of fit into. But that was a huge weakness for us at the time, just having that link man going up the wings. Uh, and he was extremely useful to us. So, yeah, yeah no, well played, Matty. Uh, Jesse Palmer leaves after three years and three games on the list. Um, he had some really good, consistent SANFL form this year, but uh, I guess it looks like the club just didn't rate his prospects going forward. No, look, I mean, well, we talked about the what he needed to correct. Um, and it's not just a matter of him needing to improve his game sometimes. Sometimes it's a matter of, is everyone else around you improving their game too? And if that's the case, then you can just be out of luck. And I think that's probably a bit of what happened here. Um, you know, as far as his uh, kick choice and all that sort of stuff, well, our midfield's looking pretty nice now. Uh, and I think that um, probably bringing a lot Rockcliffe in absolutely sealed his fate. Yeah, uh, I would think so. I thought yeah. he might have got another year just because um, we've gotten rid of so much sort of uh, AFL depth already that um, I thought maybe they might give him 12 months because he might be able to sort of slot into that higher-up depth sort of chart. But uh, yeah. not to be. Um, well, it, it comes down to reliability. Like it's it's all right having depth, but at the point we're at, 
or at the point we're trying to be at, certainly in 2018, is we need to have depth that when you call up, you know how well they're going to play. And I think they don't, I don't think Palmer ever had that consistency that you count on. And that's yeah. why I think we're more likely to go for a DFA to replace him, which I think is probably the right thing to do. Yeah, I think so as well. And uh, much to the uh, disgust of the big footyites uh, out there, Brett Eddy has been delisted after one year and uh, three games at AFL level. Um, we know he's a very good SANFL player. He led the goal kicking. He won the Ken Farmer medal, but uh, look, we've, we've spoken about him at length this year. Um, and yeah, I think that's uh, definitely the right decision. I think it's the right decision, and I don't think he'll have any real regrets. Um he played in some wins, he kicked some goals, he had some AFL games, you know, nothing's going to take that away from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if, if, I reckon there's a lot of people listening to this podcast, a lot of people on Bigfoot here that if they said you can quit your job, being fairly confident you get back into it and have a year playing for Port Adelaide, I think you'd take it, wouldn't you? Probably. <laughs> I don't think anyone would say no. Yeah. I mean, you probably halved his salary <laughs> this year. Yeah, but he got, after but he got something he After being a stockbroker or whatever. Um and, you know, now he's the stockbroker that knows all the Port Adelaide players. You know, that's not a bad thing to put on your resume, is it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Need <laughs> some insider information. Uh... In Adelaide. Well, not just inside information, <laughs> but clients that might follow you if they're doing stockbroking. You know, that's uh, not exactly to be sneered at, is it? So, no. uh, and an entry into AFL, because he's still an AFL past player now. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, it's not everything you'd want, but he's got stuff out of this year, I'm absolutely certain, that will pay dividends for him for the rest of his career if he does it right. So, yeah, for sure. good on him, and I hope he has a great time. Yep, no doubt about that. Um, and that is it for that part of the podcast. And now on to Vic Metro. What did you think of this year's Vic Metro crop? Um, it's interesting. It's interesting because I feel like they were so good as a group that individuals may not have been exposed to the extent they might have been in other years. Um, and I think that that last game against the Allies kind of showed it when the Allies, you know, because the Allies, this is the thing about the Allies, is because they're from all over Australia, they play a bit better as the, as the season goes on, theoretically. Um, and they put on really good pressure, and I reckon it kind of took away the invulnerability that Mick Metro had during the series. Yeah. Um, now, the very best players are still the very best players. Cameron Rayner is still an absolute beast, and we'll talk about him a bit later on. But uh, I don't know, I reckon this is, uh, yeah, oh, is he next week? Okay. But um, I reckon there's a, a few on that sort of second tier that maybe looked a bit better than they probably deserved to um, until that last round. Uh, sort of interesting to see uh, what the outcome of that is. Um, certainly if you play, like we saw that last year to some extent with um, Sam Powell Pepper, you know, he, like he had to be a star in his side because it was a fairly shallow side But um, and the second tier guys don't get a look in, but... When you've got a bunch of guys holding you up at the top, um, I don't know, I don't know. In a weak draft, I don't know. Hmm. But I, I think that I don't. I don't think it's just that they're you know it's a big metro is full of 100% stars. I think it's that they, as a unit, were a bit unbalanced, and so they're able to cover gaps very okay. well. Well, I think this is a great Vic Metro crop, and I think it runs pretty deep. Um, I think this, you know, they're going to have the majority of. You know the top sort of thirty picks, I reckon, and uh, and rightfully so. I reckon there's a lot of really good players now. I think there's a lot of really good potential players in the future. Um, and yeah, that, this is one of the best Vic Metro crops in um, in, in a couple of years, I reckon. Um, they did a pretty bloody good job. And uh, look, 
let's start talking about the players. The first one, straight off the bat, is uh, one of the best, and that's Sam Hayes, who's a 203-centimetre ruckman. can also play as a key forward as well from the Eastern Rangers. Um, my comparison is uh, Peter Everett. I, think, I reckon he's a lot like old Spider. Yeah, yeah, that's um, He was awarded All-Australian honours last year and uh, also this year. So he's the first dual All-Australian for a number of years at, uh, at junior level. Um, and look, he had a pretty decent, pretty consistent year uh, for Eastern Rangers as well. Um, he averaged uh, 16 disposals and 24 hitouts a game. Uh, kicked 17 goals in 14 matches as well. Uh, at championship level this year, he averaged 14 touches and 17 hitouts. And uh, yeah, so pretty consistent year for Sam. Uh, what are your thoughts about Sammy Hayes? Um, I think he's literally everything you could want from an uh, under-18s ruckman that isn't Nick Nidanui, really. Um, you know, like, he's not he's not, he's not, not going to be that athletic guy that, you know, does ridiculous things, but that's a rare thing. And he, as far as a regular ruckman goes that, you know, every other AFL side plays with, he is right, going to be right up there, I reckon. Yeah. Um, he's 100% blue chip, you know. Um, you could argue he had a down year this year, which is weird. And he still made all Australian for his position. So, um, yeah, no, nah, he's 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 a Monty. Um, and he should probably go earlier than he's likely to. But um, that's where he is. Yeah, look, it looks to me like Sam Hayes might do a bit of a Brody Grundy and that's, uh, he might drop a little bit on draft day. And that might be fair enough because that seems to always happen with Ruckman these days. Uh, but I don't think it sort of equates to his quality at all. I think he's absolute quality. Um, I, I really like his ruck work. I think his tap work is is excellent. Um, I think his positioning is really, really good. Um, I think his work when the ball gets to ground level needs a, a little bit of work. Um, mm. I don't think he's the quickest player. I think he lacks a bit of agility as well. Um, but his ability to go forward, take marks, kick goals is just... Unquestioned. Like he's uh, he's an yeah. absolute dual position uh, ruckman. Um, how do you rate Sam Hayes compared to Cullen Coleman Jones? Uh, I'd rather have him um, because he's got that versatility. I, I think he can be more of a key forward um, as opposed to Cullen. I think he can play in the forward line, which is a slight difference for me. Um, I don't know. Like I, just on Sam, I think the main thing that is keeping him out of the top echelon of players in this draft is probably just that you don't too often see him like literally set up a play. You know, he, he gets it to advantage a lot. Um, and the, you know, the midfielders at his feet make enough of it that it looks pretty good, but you don't see those, you know, they lead to Burgoyne moments in his game. I haven't seen, yeah. I, I've watched him for two years now. And I haven't seen one of those. Um, so that's not a terrible thing. Like I said, most AFL Ruffman, don't have it you know really that's that's uncommon that's for a record at the top of their game but for a guy who's at the top of his game at the level he's playing that is that is maybe the one question is whether he, he the one, that's probably the one thing missing from his skill set it's just that killer instinct i guess but yeah. that's not to say he won't be a very good ruckman yeah look i think the best ruckman i've seen in terms of pure tap work at junior level over the last sort of three or four years is probably uh, sean darcy who got picked up by frio last year like his tap work was just absolutely out of this world um, and the big query over him was the fact that he weighed about 125 kilos yeah, and had to yeah. slim down. But I think for Sam Hayes, he's going to need to learn to improve his tap work just a little bit more. Um, and just said, he's probably lacking that real sort of uh, 
you know, rider to grey sort of moment. Mm. Um, I, I do think he's, he's got it in him. I think his tap work, as I said before, uh, as a whole is actually really, really good. Um, and I just love the fact that he can take marks up forward and, and he's a really accurate kick at goal. Uh, I think he's a really nice kick of the ball as well. Um, I guess the main query is over his sort of desire at times. I think um, he can sometimes look a bit laconic out there, look a little bit lazy, but I don't think he is being lazy. Um, and I remember back to Spider Effort, like he used to look the same out there, like the big sort of gangly guy sort of loping around a bit and you think, oh, is he even sort of trying? But he'd still, you know, dominate. <laughs> um, so where do you see Sam Hayes going on uh, on draft night? Look, I don't know. I think it should be top 10, but I'm seeing him place lower. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. Um, for, because he because he is that dual threat, I just think he deserves to be top 10. Um, but it seems a lot of clubs don't agree. So, or a lot of lot of pundits, I should say, don't agree. We'll see what clubs think. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say whether he will slide on draft night or whether people are just assuming that he will slide on draft night because that's what tends to happen these days with, with Ruckman. I think Collingwood at six might be keen. I think the Dogs at nine will be the first team to really seriously look at him. Because yeah. um, they still need a Ruckman. Um, and they need kind of someone that can sort of swing up forward as well. So I reckon he would suit perfectly their sort of game style. Uh, and their list structure at the moment. I think if he falls past there, I reckon GWS at 11, uh, certainly after Mumford has retired, I think they might look at him. I think the Crows at 12 might look at him, um, considering Jacobs is, what, nearly 30 now. I can't uh, imagine him getting past the Crows. Yeah, that, and look, if they if he gets past them, then maybe Sydney at 14. Uh, Dogs at 16 as well. I mean, you know, Dogs are going to have two cracks at the whip. Honestly, like they, would, they would be really stupid to, to overlook him the second time. I think for me, any anyone anywhere he goes after pick twelve, every pick I'll be saying they should draft Sam Hayes. They should draft Sam Hayes. They should draft mm. Sam Hayes because it's just such a no brainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Even I if see, even I if I can't see him getting past the dogs at sixteen with their second pick. Even if you're a Queenslander club and he wants to leave in a year's time, I mean his his underage form is so solid that he won't lose value. So, um, yeah. No, well, well, even if he plays games, he might grow value as well. Well, um, that's it too, yeah. Unless your name's Josh Shackey and then you suddenly go from pick two to pick 30. But Well, I mean, this is the thing that um, Hayes has got those two years of underage exposure at the top level. You know, that's the... Like, it's not a smaller sample, I don't think, even as Shackey. Yeah. Look, I rate him. I rate him pretty highly. Uh, I've got him at 16 at the moment on my list. He's been Oof. as high as 6 um, throughout the year. I think he's just sort of dropped down as I've, I've sort of liked other players. Um, but that's certainly no knock on him at all. I reckon he's, he's going to be a gun and he's going to be a very, very good ruckman uh, for years to come. Yeah, I think he's probably going to be quite good. Yes, uh, next player, who's um, retired from playing cricket for the West Indies and has now <laughs> decided to take up football, and that's Joel Garner, Big Bird, um, who's 183 centimetres, not that big, um, 81 kilos, also plays for Eastern Rangers. He's more of a back flanker slash uh, outside mid. Uh, I compare him to someone like Basha Hooley. Uh, he okay. really came to the fore as a 16-year-old. He played in Eastern's 2015 Premiership team at 16. 
had a really consistent year last year uh, for them and um, and had a really consistent this year for them as well. He was their captain. He averaged uh, 16 touches a game. Also averaged uh, four tackles and three rebound 50s. Um, and his form for Vic Metro was, was decent. Also averaged 16 touches a game and had uh, nearly 50% of his disposals contested. Um, how do you rate Joel Garner? Uh, several times through the year, Maka, you talked about how you want to play Matt Broadbent in midfield. I think that's Joel Garner. Um, yeah. He's got a lot of the same attributes. He mm-hmm. looks a bit vanilla at times, but he's good in the middle when he actually is in there. And that's, I think I prefer him as a midfielder to being a halfback flanker because I think there's more potential for him to be an exceptional player there over time. Whereas as a halfback flanker, I don't know that he's got anything especially amazing in that regard. I mean, he's got he's clean by hand and foot. Uh, he's you know pretty decent hands. Um, but you know, not the world's best hands. They're just good. He's AFL, he looks like he'll be AFL competent. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's you know a, a good solid player, I reckon. And he was captain for the team, wasn't he? Yeah. So he's yeah. got leadership there. Um, yeah. Look, I rate him quite highly. Um, oh yeah. I think the things I like about him are his leadership. I, I really like his left foot kick. I, I love the fact that he plays direct from the back line. I think he's got really really good agility. Uh, and one of the notes that I've got here, as you said, I, his ability to weave out of traffic um, before delivering a kick. I, I'm pretty sure that he's going to um, turn himself into a centre square midfielder in time. Because uh, mm. I, I think his ability to get out of traffic is really, really good. Um, I guess the, the things that I don't like about his game is that I think he can rush disposal a fair bit. And I think he can also run himself into trouble. Um, kind of Pittard-esque in that sort of regard he can sort of he sort of knows what he wants to do but if it's not the right option he still tries to do it and, and gets himself into trouble um but I when don't he's think not he's in great company this year mm. no that's true um but look I, I do rate his kick exceptionally highly um and look i rate him highly too i've got him at um where have i got him at number 10 on my list so wow yeah i've got him pretty high up there yeah i would have had him in the Teens to twenty, I would have thought, but yep. yeah, I, I mean, he could go that early. It depends on it depends on how conservative clubs are being when they're picking their players, and if they're betting on potential or if they're betting on sure things. Yep. And I think he's closer to a sure thing than a potential thing, so yep. that would be that would be the the bias. He'll go up if they're going towards sure things, but so will Sam Hayes. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, look, I rate him at ten. I don't think he'll go top ten. I think he'll go a little bit. No. Below that, I think his range is probably 10 to 25. Um, yep. I think that sort of late first round, it will start to come under consideration. I think someone like Brisbane at 15 or 18 will be pretty keen. I reckon Richmond at 17 will, will look at him. I think um, West Coast at 21, he'd suit their game style pretty well. Yeah, and, uh, actually he would. Yeah, and North Melbourne at 23 as well. Um, I reckon he'd suit them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So where do you see him fitting in at AFL level? Well, what do you mean in a club or like uh, in, in terms of position? Do you, I know you said. Do you think he'll turn into a full-time midfielder, or do you think he'll sort of sway back and forth? I reckon what he'll end up being will be a Hamish Hartley type, and I don't mean the Hamish Hartley that we want Hamish Hartley to be, but the Hamish Hartley that, we, that he currently is, which is that sort of defensive midfield or defensive side of midfield um, player. So kind of half-back that can be in contests, yeah. basically. That's okay. the, Which is close to what he is now, but I think he's a bit more mid right now, but I think that he'll, in an AFL system, 
at a solid club that's you know fairly decent and not a, a you know bottom four side, then that's probably most likely what he'll eventually become is just that guy that plays a little bit behind it and then comes through. Sure. Next player is uh, one of my favourites, and that's Jaden Stevenson, who's uh, 188 yeah. centimetre, 76 kilo, also from the Eastern Ranges. Uh, he plays as a medium forward or on the wing as well. Um, like Joel Garner before him, he uh, he had a ripper 2015 TAC Cup Grand Final where he kicked three goals as a 16-year-old. Um, he kicked 18 goals in 10 games the following year. And uh, this year, we, we really saw the development of Stevenson further up the field. He started up forward, kicked five goals in round one. Um, then as the year went on, he, he went uh, more into a midfield role. It took him a few weeks to get used to it. But by the end of the year, he was picking up huge numbers. And I'm talking about, you know, 36 touches, 39 touches, and a, and a few goals here and there as well. Uh, there was one game where he had, um, what did he have? I think 39 touches and, and three goals, which was... Uh, Pretty massive. Um, he certainly did that on the biggest stage at uh, at the championships as well, uh, where he had a massive game against South Australia on a wing. He picked up 28 touches and five goals playing on a wing, which is uh, pretty incredible. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to like about Jaden Stevenson. Yeah, and look, what I, what I like most about him um, is that, yeah, he's his outside player. And so if, you, if you're listening and you haven't watched any of the highlights or any of the games or anything like that, you think we're describing a Jordan McMahon type, you know, like, like a really skinny, flighty thing that's really good outside and he's really attacking, but he's not. He's a big, rangy bugger. Um, yeah. And he still manages to be, have that amount of pace and speed. You know, he's got broad shoulders, so he's not a guy that is going to be restricted to being outside only over the rest of his career. You know, as he gets older, he'll be able to be a bit more contesting running through the centre corridor, and he's got the instincts for it already. Yeah. Um, he's got huge upside. Uh, and I, this, I don't think there's any way he doesn't make it at AFL level if he, unless he has a, you know, a work rate problem or something like that, which he doesn't from what no. we can see. No, he absolutely um, doesn't. He's, he's, he's right up there. He, um, yeah, he, he's, he's, we're going to talk about him when we talk about big country, but he's kind of like what I think Cassidy Parrish tries to be. Um, okay. he's just that he's a really big outside, he's or not really, you know, I'm not talking about, he's not Hercules, but you know, he's just mm. a a big ranging outside mid that uh, gets a lot of ball, kicks goals, and he's really good attacking instincts as well. So uh, yeah. he's going to be an AFL player for sure, and he could become an extremely good one. Well, I've been waiting to talk about Jaden Stevenson for three years because I watched that grand final, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, who the hell is this kid? I thought, God, he's only 16, and he's kicked three goals in a grand final in a premiership win. Like, uh, that's just insane. Um, and look, he's he certainly lived up to it this year. The things I like about him is that he just gets the ball and he goes. He's got mm. incredible burst speed. He's lightning quick. Um, it, again, like how we spoke about Joel Garner, how he sort of runs himself into trouble. Jaden takes off and knows what he wants to do, but he actually yeah. does it and he achieves yeah. it. He very rarely gets caught. Um, and he adjusts of, as well. He does, he adjusts, yeah. He, yeah. He can change what he's going to do on the fly. He'd make a great sort of wide receiver or running back at, uh, you know, in the NFL. Yeah, wide receiver, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, he's capable of kicking goals from any sort of angle. He can play deep forward as a marking, sort of uh, marking small. He can play on a flank. He can play on a wing. I watched his uh, interview video today, and um, and he says he wants to turn himself into a centre square midfielder in time at AFL level. Okay. I think he's one of the most determined kids out there. I've got no doubt that he's going to be a success at AFL level. 
and we're going to see Jaden Stevenson's name in uh, in bright lights uh, for years to come. And not at Port Adelaide, which really sucks. That really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really sucks. He's uh, he's one of the elite talents of this draft. He's got X Factor. Like he's got potential. Norm Smith medalist written all over him. I reckon. He's um, he's he's what we always dreamed Jasper Pittard would become. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I've really struggled to find a comparison for him. The best I can come up with is Isaac Smith, um, but with more sort of goal sense and ability to play forward as as opposed to just sort of running up and down on the wing. But anyone that can pick up you know high twenties, low thirties touches and kick a bag of goals from the midfield is uh, is a massive threat. Mm. Um, any other year he'd probably go pick one and maybe still a chance maybe still a slim chance well I mean we'll we'll talk about Camerader on Thursday but Mm. um, like I think I don't think they're far off each other but Camerader's just a little bit more polished at this point yeah I think so Um, look I've got him at uh, at number four on my list I reckon he's a gun Um, I can't wait to see what he does at the future I think um his draft range will probably... Well, I think the top three is probably fairly set from what everyone sort of says. I think he'll go between four and ten. Um, like he would really suit North Melbourne. Um, you know, I think they're in need of X-Factor. I think they're in need of goal kickers and players with genuine speed. And uh, he's an absolute Monty there. Um, I think St Kilda with seven and eight would seriously look at him as well. I think the dog's at nine if he falls that far, and I think the lowest he's ever going to drop is ten to Carlton. He won't get that far. No, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Maybe a sneaky chance with Collingwood at six. If they choose to go small, he'd probably be best available there if they they choose to go um, He's not even smaller. small, though. He's not even small. Like, he's just not a key position forward. Like, that's not small. He's still big for a midfielder, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's exciting, and uh, what a shame we uh, absolutely no chance to get him. <laughs> yeah, I mean we can survive without him, but geez, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, it would be lovely. It would be lovely, and look, he would suit the uh, the Hinkley game plan to a T. Oh shit, like, yeah. Like he yep. is the Hinkley game plan in, uh, in human form. Correct. Yeah. Uh, next player is uh, Lachlan Fogarty, who's 179 <laughs> centimeter, 75 kilo, uh, plays for Western Jets. Uh, he's an outside-inside midfielder. He can also play on a flank. I reckon he's a lot like Toby Green. Um, again, he's been on the radar for years. He won the Vic Metro MVP at the 2015 Under-16 Champs. Uh, his form this year at the Champs was excellent. He averaged 19 touches and 9 tackles a game. Uh, also kicked uh, 4 goals in 4 games. Uh, his form at Western was just as impressive. He picked up an elite 25 touches and nearly 10 tackles a game. Also picked up uh, seven inside 50s and five clearances a game as well. So he's, uh, at least at junior level, he's a very, very accomplished midfielder. Yeah, um, I think at AFL level, if you like Sammy Gray, you'll love him. Um, if you hate Sammy Gray, you might go... Um, I think his best play, best play comes is when he's a link man going forward. So when the, when the momentum's going forward, that's when he just seems to find that a little bit extra. He runs to position ahead of the ball and gets in great position to link up or, or kick a goal occasionally himself. Yeah. Um, he, but when he's not running with the momentum of the play, like he tackles a lot, but I just don't feel he's as good. I think I feel he's a little bit one one direction. Um, 
which you really? know you can get that out of, oh, oh, from what I, what I could see yeah you know I look I'd I, 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 he tackles, but I just don't see him winning it when the ball, the momentum's going the other way. I don't see him turning it around. Okay. Yeah, like he's putting pressure on, but I don't see him actually turning it around, which is the thing that, for me, was missing. Um, now, it's not always a terrible thing, and he's a good offensive weapon, but if I was going to pick a weakness, that'd be it. Yeah. So I reckon he's great defensively. I think he's one of the best defensive midfielders in this year's draft. And the fact that he's got a, a very elite kick as well. He clutches it, yeah. Um, I reckon is uh, is great. He's one of the best foot, uh, one of the best kickers in this draft for sure. In in my opinion, I think he's capable of winning his own ball. He's capable of receiving on the outside. As I said, he's really good defensively. I think he's got good pace too, um, and he just knows how to kick inside fifty and hit players on the chest. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with any of that uh, except for the. Like I said, he just doesn't turn around. Like I think he's good at stopping the ball. Or bringing it or spilling it, but as far as it becoming like going the other way, I'm not convinced he does that a lot. Okay. Um, but you know, like I said, that's a small one. Um, what sort of role do you see him playing at AFL level? Well, yeah, Linkman going forward, a bit of a Jared Pollock role, I guess, in my view. Um, I think he'd be quite good at that. Um, maybe he could play a little bit closer. Oh no, that's not true. He could play a 2017 Jared Pollock role, not not a 2014 or 15 or 16 one, but like one where he actually plays a little bit closer to the contest. Yeah. I think that'd be really good for him. I think you'll probably start on a forward flank like uh, like your Toby Green or Ollie Florent from last year. I think he's a pretty similar yeah. player too. I think he'll start on a flank and uh, work his way into the midfield from there. Uh, I think there's the potential for him to become a bit of a tagger in the future uh, or do some sort of shutdown role. Um, look, I really like Lockie Fogarty. He's one of my favourites from this year. Uh, mm. I've got him sitting in that 10 to 25, so just below the sort of elite category this year. Um, but I, I think a club's going to get a really good player out of him. Um, I reckon he would suit the Dogs and Carlton again inside that top 10. I reckon he'd be the perfect long-term replacement for Richard Douglas at the Crows. And he sort of... I reckon he looks like a Crows sort of player. Um, and look, I, I reckon... And that's a recommendation, you, is it? Oh, it's uh, It's a shame. <laughs> Look, the Crows seem to find a way of drafting all the players that I tend to like, except for last year, which was nice. Um, so I've got no doubt they'll somehow end up with Fogarty or Stevenson, somehow. Um, and, uh, yeah, he might end up at Brisbane, or he could fall to West Coast as well. But, uh, look, I think someone... Look, if he falls as far as West Coast pick, I think uh, they're going to be pretty happy about that. Yeah, I think that we are in disagreement on this guy, which is okay. I'd... I, I don't, I don't see the same exceptional traits in him that you do. I guess. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's going to be solid, but I don't, I don't know that I get excited about him. Um, and that's the difference between you know second round and you know late second or, yeah. or early second and late second, I should say. Fair uh, enough. And if, yeah. Mm. Look, I don't think he'll be elite, elite. I think he'll no, be I... a very good player though. Um. So yeah, I. I think I've got him at 16 in my rankings at the moment. So he's he's up there, but he's not uh, not at the cream of the crop. Um, but yeah, look, I think there's definitely a 150-game player in Lockie Fogarty for sure. Oh, gosh, okay. I, I think that's going to depend on where he goes, but yeah. Mm. yeah. Alrighty, next player we're going to talk about is uh, Patrick Naish, who's uh, <sighs> 180 centimetres, 69 kilo, played for Northern Knights uh, this year. He's an outside midfielder, can play... Um, 
kind of a back flank sort of role as well, can play on a forward flank. Uh, he's a bit like Andrew Gaff. Such a pity, like Chris Nash just fell so short of uh, Father Son at Port Adelaide. He only had to play another <laughs> 85 games or something, and we, and we would have got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a shame. But, uh, yes, he is the son of uh, former Tiger Chris Nash. He will no doubt go to Richmond at some point this year. Um, he was one of the stars for Metro at the championships. He averaged 21 touches and four inside 50s a game. Um, he was uh, All-Australian as well. And uh, developed really well for Northern in the TAC Cup this year. Averaged uh, 19 touches and th- kicked uh, 13 goals in eight matches too. I've worked at something about him that I reckon I have anyway, which is that I reckon he's the sort of guy that plays uh, spends a lot of time kicking footballs into bins. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the reason I think that is because so often... Like, it looks like a boss mechanic in a platform game, is that you see him set up for an accurate pass to a teammate, and it always looks exactly the same in that he's got the same motion for it. It goes to where the player is right now. It doesn't really account for the need for movement, and it's not particularly fast or particularly slow, but it goes exactly where he intended it to go. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that's real, you know, kicking balls in bins football. Uh, so I think he needs to work on that. He's, I, don't, I don't like him for hitting moving targets, but for hitting... Targets that are, you know, in a pocket alone or something, I reckon he's the best you could find in this draft, for sure. Okay. Do you rate him? Uh, I, I rate the rest of his game a lot. I like his handball, um, which is, you know, a bit of a contrast because a lot of them I, I think I'd like them to kick more, but I actually like his handball. I think that it moves fast okay. enough to match his brain. I, I think that's just a... That's just a, a um, he needs to be told to kick with more urgency, but I like his handball. I like the rest of his game. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, not a bad midfielder overall, and I definitely do agree the Richmond will match wherever he goes. Um, where he goes, I'm not sure. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting no, to see. I've got the opposite notes. I've got that his handballing needs work. And uh, I think his decision-making can let him down a, a little bit as well. I really like his running. <laughs> I think he's one of okay. the hardest runners in this year's draft. Um, he's got great endurance. I think he's got good leg speed. He's got wonderful work rate. Um, I, I do think he's a good kick. I think he's a bit... Uh, uh, lateral at the moment, um, which he probably needs to work on a bit as well. Um, I think there's potential for him to grow more of an inside part to his game as opposed to just being kind of an outside midfielder or a back flanker. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm not 100% sold on him, to be honest. Well, the fact that he's good... Like, he's he's okay, he's fairly outside and his good kicking comes from that technique that I talked about which is not the ideal situation. Like, it's nice to be able to settle and take your kick, but that's a luxury um, at AFL level. Um, I'm not con- so convinced about his kicking on the run. Yeah. That's all. Um, I've got him at 28, which is a lot lower than, I think, most Yeah, he'll go earlier than that. Scouts. Oh, he'll definitely go earlier than that, no doubt about yeah. that. But there's just something that I don't particularly like about him, which is sort of holding me back from rating him a bit higher. Um there's no doubt he's going to go... He could go as high as 9. I reckon the Dogs... Uh, again, I keep mentioning the same teams, but the Dogs and Carlton at 9 and 10, I reckon, might bid. Carlton certainly should bid, I reckon, as, as Richmond's rival. Try and get them to pay uh, top dollar. Um, if he falls past them, maybe West Coast might bid before Richmond's first pick, just to sort of push the deal um, and stop them from picking someone else. Um, but look, as we said, no matter where the big comes in, Richmond are definitely going to match. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that a team that goes 
for him will be a possession-based team. So I don't agree with all of those ones you named. I don't think West Coast would suit him personally. But um, I think he'd probably go get a bid in around the mid-teens, okay. is my guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping it's before Richmond's first pick. That's what I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping someone sort of plays the game, um, which we haven't maybe seen yet with uh, with the bidding process. Uh, except for Essendon bidding on Jack Silvani and sort of pushing Carlton to pick him. Um, but outside of that, we haven't seen a lot of like extreme gamesmanship with the bidding, I don't think. No, no. Well, it's not desperate enough yet. <clears throat> when everyone's got academies, we'll start getting that way. Mm. You know, but this is... Uh, would this be the first premiership winner that's going to have a potential first-round bid? Uh, well, it would be if you take that perspective, but I think that in one of Brisbane's premiership years, they had a zone pick. I don't know if they were first round. Yeah, it's a bit different though. Yeah, I know it's a different. Well, they, they had. It's, oh. it's a very short measure you're using okay. anyway, so you know it's not really a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I, I would just like to see someone uh, force Richmond to sort of pick him a bit higher than. Uh, and they would probably like to. Yeah, no, I think that's too much of a risk. Um, mm. yeah. Right, next player is uh, Nick Caulfield, who's a 191-centimetre uh, back flanker or uh, inside midfielder, from also from Northern. Uh, I reckon he's a lot like Elliot Yo, and he's got a lot of Luke Hodge about him as well. Uh, oh, God. He was, you don't reckon? I, we're going to disagree with a lot of these players, Nick. <laughs> Okay, well, this is going to be fun because I've got Nick Caulfield at number three on my list. I reckon he's an absolute potential superstar. And he was a standout at the Champs. He made the All-Australian team. He averaged 22 touches and three inside 50s a game. Also did some great defensive jobs. He was the player that destroyed Darcy Fogarty uh, against South Australia um, at the Champs and kept him to, I think, four touches. Uh, For the Knights, he showed great consistency throughout the year. Averaged 21 touches and three clearances and three rebound 50s a game. Uh, So, I'm guessing by your comment, you're not a big fan. It's There are things I don't like about his game, and they make me question what his role is at AFL level. Um, So, he beat Darcy Fogarty, but Darcy Fogarty is an under-high key forward anyway, right? Um, And for me, Caulfield's strength is the defensive aspect of his game. I know that he's written up about being a fantastic rebounder, but I think there's a difference between being a fantastic rebounder and being called upon to rebound a lot, um, which he is. He absolutely is doing that. Yep. But I wouldn't say that it was particularly high quality. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, you okay. know, he kicks over he kicks over the head of his targets. Against um, Vic, Vic Country, like, he did a real howler uh, in the first quarter. There are a few others in the other games as well. Um He's when you know when he's picking out a guy that's not near an opponent, he's all right because uh, they can adjust. But uh, I don't, I don't really rate his rebound by foot. Um, and as a Dow defender, you know, um, at 190 centimeters, well, that means he's probably going to be playing on smaller players for the most part, mm-hmm. unless he adds an ability to play on tall players, which I'm not saying he can't do it. But I, I mean, I just haven't seen it in the matchups I've seen him in. So um, he's going to have to, he's going to have to be Tom Jonas, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a big move for oh. him. I think you're underselling him a bit. I reckon from last year's draft, he's probably most similar to Jared Berry, I reckon. Um, pretty similar. 
similar sort of role. He, again, he was sort of like a back flanker that uh, hopes to push into the midfield. And I think Nick Caulfield's a better player than Jared Berry, and I think he's a better I chance of, of making it um, mm. as a midfielder at AFL level too. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree. I, I reckon his rebounding is, is quite good. I reckon his kick is, is really nice. He's got great depth. He's a really long kick. I reckon he's an accurate kick too for the nah. most part. Um, I like his agility. I like his evasiveness. I love the fact that he can zone off and take those intercept marks, which he does a lot down back. Um, he's almost like a bit of a Brent Montgomery in that regard. Um, oh, God. And I think he's got definite AFL midfield potential in him. Um, and I think he will make it as an AFL midfielder, which is why I have him at number three. Yeah, no, we're just watching completely different games here, Macca. <laughs> <laughs> One of us well, that's good. the bizarre universe. <laughs> that's that's good. I guess we'll we'll find out. Uh, we'll revisit this in ten years' time and uh, and see who is in bizarre land. Look, he, he's he's got he's got a lot to his game, but I think he's got. I, I just question what he becomes. And okay. for me, like for me, top five is for blue chip, and I don't reckon he's close to blue chip. I reckon he'll. I reckon he'll. I reckon he'll go teens, early teens. Mm-hmm. Um based on, you know, just the, his volume of possession and the fact that a lot of it isn't terrible, it's just not great. Um, which, and for the volume, you know, that much volume, yeah, okay, you can get away with it for sure. Um, whether he'll get that same uh, opportunity at AFL level is going to depend heavily on where he's drafted to, how solid their defence is right now. Um, and when it comes to playing against, you know, two-metre guys, when you've got a team like GWS has got a couple of them, where does he fit in? Who's he playing on? Um, well, I, th- I think he's quite good against taller opponents. Like he's beaten some taller opponents throughout the year for Northern. I think he can play on smalls. That- that's why I really like him. Like he is, you mentioned Tom Jonas, and he is quite similar to that defensively. Like Tommy Jonas can play on your Mark Murphy's, and has done a great job on him in the past. And he can Look, play on someone like it, Taylor Walker too, or Tom Lynch I, as he did this year. Uh, I, I think Nick I think that's what a he's got to be. Type of player. I think that's what he's got to be though. Um, but then if you think like, would you draft? Tom Jonas in the top three of a draft? Like, I wouldn't. Um, Probably not, but I don't consider Tom Jonas to have elite midfield potential, but I do Nick Caulfield. Okay, well, we disagree. We just disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just disagree. It's fine. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. This must be what it's like around the table at, uh, at Albert, <laughs> discussing these sorts of players. Yeah. No, yeah. bullshit. This is... <laughs> uh, look, I think he's definitely going to go top 10. Absolute definite. Whereabouts in the top ten? I'm not too sure. I, I think I don't think he'll go at three. I don't think he'll go in the top four. I think he would suit North Melbourne down four because I reckon they need those sorts of players. I think uh, he more suits sort of St Kilda at seven and eight, um, and uh, potentially the Dogs at nine as well. I feel like a world where he goes before Sam Hayes is topsy turvy. But there we go. I'm probably in that world. Possibly, but. We know Ruckman go later than they should. Mm, but we know that utilities should go later too, which is what we're describing. Potentially. <laughs> possibly. Mm-hmm. Next player is uh, Charlie Constable, who's uh, yeah. 190 centimetre, 83 kilo, plays for Sandringham Dragons. Um, he is a tall flanker, can play as an inside-outside midfielder as well. Uh, he's one of the most elite ball winners in this year's draft. Um, yep, keep going. Okay. <laughs> right. He picked up, um, he averaged 26 disposals a game at the Champs, which I think was number one. 
Um, also averaged four tackles and five marks a game. Was named All-Australian across halfback. At TAC Cup level, he picked up 21 disposals and four clearances a game with a 50% contested possession rate as well. Why are you chuckling, Porsche? Because um, I'm sitting here thinking, now, what player would I compare him to? And I say, I kind of like a Troy Chaplin that gets the ball a lot. Um... <laughs> Why well, Cam O'Shea as, uh, as <laughs> okay. an early comparison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, he, he gets a lot of the ball. He, I like his loose intercepting marks. I think that works well. And I think that in the Vic Metro side, that's a strong team to play that sort of game in. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably played into his strength to some extent. For me, I feel like he looks to teammates to relieve him a lot, which is why I give him the Troy, Troy Chaplin comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I think his kick is fine. I think he is capable of doing things. Uh, and I feel like sometimes he gets a bit lazy by getting drawn into the, the pointless one too or the the uh, REH's uh, useless effing handball, um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but as a defender, I think he's pretty solid. Um, and I, I think that he'll work into a team. But I just want him to be more confident in what he can do. Uh, as far as his quality of disposal, because he's got to do that if he's going to be that guy. Yeah. I'm not as sold on Charlie Constable as a lot of other people uh, and sort of amateur scouts are. I've got him at 23. Uh, A lot of people have him top 10. Um, I think... Look, he's one of the most versatile players in this year's draft. He can play down back. He can play that sort of Crow-Tom Lynch roll-up forward as that sort of lead-up half-forward. He can go into the midfield and pick up big numbers. There's just something about him that I'm just not 100% sold on. I don't. I think he just needs to be a little bit tougher. I'm yeah. not going to call him soft, but I think he needs to be a little bit tougher. Um, I think he's sort of. Uh, he, he might end up being that sort of jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. Yeah. Um, where he sort of becomes adequate at doing lots of things, but doesn't get to settle in one position to become elite in one position. Um, I think he's the sort of player that that'll be thrown around a fair a fair bit at AFL level. Um, that sort of Mister Fix It sort of role. Um, yes, he he does get great uh, great amounts of the ball. I I think his skills are okay. I think his uh, interceptability and defensive ability is okay. I think his ability through the midfield is okay. I think his goal kicking ability is okay. Um, but yeah, I just want to see a bit more somewhere along the line that makes me think, yes, he's going to be you know, an outstanding defender or an outstanding midfielder or an outstanding half-forward. But at this point, I've still got my doubts. Yeah, I look, I... Um, this is one of those... This is one of those things like when we're discussing games and we're saying all these things that we're worried about and there should be red flags, but we're still giving a green light. Mm. <laughs> this feels like us discussing Port versus West Coast Adelaide Oval. Um, you know, I've compared him to Troy Chaplin. You said you're a little bit worried. He's a little bit soft and a little bit of a journeyman. Um, I look. I don't. I don't know about the softness, but I, I do think that he is going to be a guy that is going to look really good on a big ground as well. Um, mm. I'm just not sure how well he'll be in a more packed defence under more pressure. Yeah. Um, where he can't just get it, and then immediately give it off to someone else, which he yeah. seems to like doing a lot. So you see him as being more of a defender at AFL level? I see him being... Well, I, I think he's kind of a McGovern, except maybe not as strong a mark. Okay. Yeah? Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I see him. Like, I see him being that intercepting halfback, and I don't mean intercepting as in going up against the guy 
you know, with the contest in the air and anything. I mean intercepting like when the pressure's on the opposition, like he knows where to run to receive the ball from the opposition, that yeah. sort of thing. Which, you know, that's useful. Um, but it's not first-round pick-worthy, uh, in my view. Yeah. Um, I don't see him playing that sort of McGovern role. I, I see him being a midfielder at AFL level, I think. Okay. Um, that's where I would probably play him. Um, and hope that he can develop into an elite midfielder um, with the ability to sort of sneak forward or, or go down back if need be. Um, but look, that sort of versatility I, I really like about his game. Um, and, and I think a lot of AFL clubs will like that about his game too. I think uh, I've got his draft range as being 5 to 20. Um, mm. he, he might go as high as 5. He looks like a sort of Collingwood type player, but I think it's they'll they'll look for someone else there. I think St Kilda might be the first club that seriously looks at him with seven or eight. I think um, GWS at eleven. I think the I think he looks like a Crows player as well at twelve. I can certainly see them picking him up. Uh, I think Brisbane at fifteen or eighteen might be a chance, and the Dogs at sixteen if he falls there too might be a chance. Um, but yeah, I've got no doubt he'll probably be a first round pick, but wow. I personally am not convinced about him. I think no, there's, I there's still a bit of doubt about his role at AFL level and just how he might perform that role. With the options in this draft, and if certain ones are gone earlier, then I could see him going in the first round, but I would not want to be the club drafting him in the first round. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, next player is Dylan Moore, who's a 175-centimetre, 66-kilo player from Eastern Rangers. Plays as a midfielder, can also play as a small forward. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Callum Brown, who was the Collingwood father-son pick last year. Um, he was really impressive at the champs, picked up uh, 23 touches a game. He was one of the best ball winners in that competition. Averaged uh, three clearances and inside 50s as well, kicked three goals. Uh, he was All-Australian this year at, uh, at uh, championship level. Uh, his form at TSE Cup level was outstanding. He averaged uh, 26 touches and five and a half tackles in, in eight matches, also kicked nine goals for the season too and uh, had over a 50% contested possession rate, which uh, for a 175-centimetre player is uh, is pretty decent. Yeah, no, look, there's no there's no questioning whether or not he goes in. He goes in. We know he goes in. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I don't like him so much as a small forward because I just don't feel like he's got those four... The, I think he can kick goals, but I think he can kick goals in the same way that a good midfielder occasionally kicks a goal, you know, kicks a goal a game, ideally. And that's what your midfielders do. Um and I don't, I don't see him being a full-time forward in a side because I just don't know that his skill set's diverse enough yep. uh, as far as his kick choices and abilities like that. Um, but as a, as a midfielder, look, he's going to work real hard. Um, he's got the tank to do it at AFL level. Um, the only question is where he fits in with the team. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure where he goes in this draft. I... I'm really not. I'm really not sure how early he goes in this draft. Where we're talking about a guy like Zach Bailey at 25, like, would you have him ahead of Bailey? Um, maybe. Don't know. Yeah. I probably oh, would because he's sure. a little bit. I like his disposal a bit more. Um, yeah. But that's sort of that's the main differentiation. Uh, whereas Zach Bailey's probably got a little bit more go and get it than yeah. Dylan Moore. But it's not that Moore hasn't got it. He's just got a bit less of it. I think I probably like Dylan Moore a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, where I see him going, I'm, I mean, that's 
Yeah, look, I've got him rated at 51. I've got Zach Bailey at 53. So pretty close. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah. I think he'll go top 40. I think so too. Um, I think I've got his draft range as 20 to 40 at the moment. Um, look, there's a lot to like about his game. I, I think the fact that he's a natural ball winner is, is great. He gets his possessions. He goes in hard. He's, he's pretty dangerous with the ball. He, he uses the ball really well. His endurance is a standout. He was just about the best um, performed player at the draft combine. In, in that regard, he shows good pace too. He can play out forward, kick goals. Um, so he's pretty versatile. Um, yes, he's only 175 centimetres, but there's lots of players at that height these days at AFL level. And um, I can see him sort of performing a Sammy Gray type role at AFL level for a club next year. Um, but yeah, it's just whereabouts he sort of fits in on draft night. I think there there might be a slim chance he might actually fall to our first pick too. Yeah, he might. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that out of question. Mm. He might do. I think um, Geelong with their two picks in the twenties would be keen. I reckon GWS at twenty seven and twenty eight would be pretty keen. I reckon Melbourne at twenty nine might look at him. I think Carlton at thirty might look at him too. I reckon Sydney at thirty three. Sydney at 33. Yes, he does look like a Sydney player. He does. He does. Usually. Yes. Um, but they picked up Ollie Florent last year. Do they need another? But they're different players, player? though. They're pretty different. You reckon? I reckon they're pretty similar. I reckon um, Moore's more run, more run all day, whereas Florent's a bit more um, finishing. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I would agree with that. Right, next player. Um, and the first one that might come under Port Adelaide contention, serious Port oh. Adelaide contention, and that's Hayden McLean, who's a 197-centimetre, 95-kilo, uh, tall from Sandringham Dragons, can play in the ruck, can play as a key forward. Um, unfortunately for him, and this is no knock on him at all, I really rate Hayden McLean. I've got him compared to Josh Jenkins, which is very unfortunate for him. <laughs> Um, but I think he's, uh, <laughs> he, I think he's potentially going to be a lot better than Josh Jenkins. Um, he was an underage star for Sandringham. He had a really good year last year uh, as a bottom ager. Um, he averaged 11 touches, kicked 24 goals in 15 games, playing up forward for them last year. Uh, followed that up uh, with more time in the middle this year. Averaged 13 touches, 13 hitouts, and uh, and five marks a game, and kicked uh, 13 goals in 14 matches this year. Uh, also played for Vic Metro uh, at the championships too. Um, what are your feelings towards uh, Big Hayden McLean? I I would rather Hugh Dixon. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him, but I think that I don't think there's a huge difference between them. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, like except the difference, I guess, is that McLean's had more exposure because he's Victorian, whereas um, Dixon's Tasmanian, so he's had less. Um, I think that's I think that's the main difference. Uh, okay. McLean, like you know, you look through his stats and you go, yeah, oh, it's really good, and you go, oh wow, I kicked four goals in the All Stars game this year, and it's like, yeah, three in the last quarter in junk time. Hmm. Um, he got outplayed by Petty when I saw him on him against South Australia, which you know, considering I rate Petty really highly, is not necessarily the biggest deal, but. Yeah. He's also sort of petty. Also matches to my idea the the archetype of an AFL key position defender uh, at this level. So if he struggled on that, then I kind of wonder a little bit. And the Josh Jenkins comparison is probably not 
unfair. Um, so yeah, you, uh, I agree. He could well be in contention around our pick. Um, uh, whether we would pick him, I don't know. Um, I don't know. So what do you rate better? Is, is forward work or is rock work? Uh, forward work. Okay. I didn't see anything in rock that I really thought was amazing. So you see him being more of a forward that can pinch hit. As opposed yeah. to Ruck that can play out forward. I think it's better for him. Um, I think that Ruck is more competitive than he plays. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I would probably agree that I think he's... Well, I think he's probably more key forward than Ruck. I think uh, mm. he'd make a really good pinch hit, Ruckman. Um, 197 centimetres, he's... I think the same height as Trengo, but a little bit different. He's a bit more bulky than what uh, than what Jackson is. Um Look, I'd be pretty keen to get him, to be honest. I think he'll come under consideration with one of our picks. I think he might still be there at uh, at our first pick and uh, and subsequent picks. Uh, I like his leadership. I'm pretty sure he was Sandringham's captain this year. Um, I like that he plays quite physical as well. He takes a really strong grab. I think he's a really nice, accurate kick for goal. Um, uh, I think in the if he was to become a, a full-time ruck, he really needs to improve his actual ruck work. Um, that's something that he needs to improve. Um, but look, I think there's a lot to like about him. I do like him uh, higher than Dixon. Um, I think he might be one that we, we certainly look at. I think uh, West Coast and North Melbourne will sort of look at him too. Uh, but look, if he's there sort of with our 50s pick, um, he may just be best available. Yeah, he might be. Yep. Uh, interesting note from Dylan, who uh, who was laughing at uh, Hugh Dixon. Imagine, and this was something that Schultzen Fest brought up on Bigfoot as well. Imagine if we do pick up Dixon, we'd have two Dixons and two Greys in the forward line. Yeah, so that's going to be hell for commentators. Oh, and imagine on. if we pick up Tom Gray, Sam Gray's brother. Honestly, we'd have I the think full that, house. I think that given commentator accuracy on Port Adelaide players, they'd actually welcome it because then they could just shout out Dixon or Gray and be right a high percentage of the time. <laughs> True, very true. <laughs> look, I don't rate. Uh, look, I don't uh, rate Hayden McLean as as elite or anything like that. I've got him listed at uh, in the seventies in my draft rankings. But I think um, you know if he's there and we're looking for a toll, which we might well be. Um, I think at that point in the draft, he might be the best available toll. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We shall see. Uh, next player is uh, Nathan Murphy, who's 188 centimetre, 79 kilo player from Sandringham as well. Uh, he plays the third toll role, whether that's uh, up forward or down back. He's a lot like Ryan Burton um, in that regard. Uh, he was concentrating on cricket until this year, so he's pretty late to uh, to elite football. Uh, but he had a really strong second half for Sandringham at TAC Cup level. Averaged 19 touches a game. Uh, kicked uh, three goals in uh, six matches, playing predominantly across half-back as well. He didn't get to play for Vic Metro, um, as he was too late there. Um, what are your thoughts on Nathan Murphy? Because he sort no of shot up, the, shot up the rankings. I haven't seen his footage, so I really cannot comment. It's like when they used to hide a guy at college, really. you know. <laughs> Fair enough. No idea. Well, if you, like... get, if you get to watch the TAC Cup Grand Final, if you can find that, um, he plays a really good game there. Uh, so I recommend if you can find that footage, 
check it out. Um, look, he's a utility. He's got just about the best kick in this year's draft pool. He is a wonderful kick of the footy. Uh, he hits targets of all ranges under any sort of pressure. He just knows how to hit targets. Uh, I reckon he looks best in that sort of Ryan Burton third to, third tall defender role where he can sort of help set up the play. I reckon he's got great endurance. Um, he's a great marker as well. Uh, I reckon, yeah, I, I can certainly understand why um, why he's been highly rated and, and thought of as a potential first-round pick. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that for every Sutherland you lose, you potentially get another one back, don't you? So, uh, you know, yeah, why not? Uh, where he might go, I think, um, yeah, I, I can agree with the potential first-round pick. He'll probably go later, um, sort of like 15 onwards, I think. I think his limit's probably 30. I think he'll be gone by then. Um, look, uh, again, he might uh, be a player that the Crows look at as that sort of Jake Lever replacement. Yeah, no, that's probably fair. They do need a Jake Lever replacement, I guess. They do. I think Geelong will be keen as well. He just looks like a Geelong sort of player. I think he'd suit um, playing with uh, College Asney back there. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot to like about Nathan Murphy. And, uh, yeah, look forward to hearing your thoughts when you get to find his footage. Yeah, I'll have a crack at finding it. Because I reckon um... he's a bit of a he's a bit of a Porsche player. Oh, okay. Righto. Bit of, a, bit of an O'Shea type, is he? Bit of a Porsche. That's it. Okay. Well, that makes me question whether you've seen any of Will Walker. I haven't. Oh, Sorry. I know I'm terrible. Jesus, what is this? Uh, how are we meant to work <laughs> under these conditions? I don't know. Um, anyway, Will Walker, he's 188 centimetre, 80 kilo. Also plays for Sandringham. Um, he's an inside midfielder. Uh, can play half forward as well. He's a lot like uh, he's a lot like Brendan Archie, actually. I reckon his, uh, his, his size, his movement, the way he sort of plays... That sort of thing. I really, really like uh, really, really like that as well. He had a really consistent year at uh, TAC Cup level. He averaged over 20 touches a game. Kicked uh, 22 goals in 19 matches, playing predominantly through the midfield. Um, he grew a lot as the year went on. Um, I reckon he's one that we will certainly look at with our picks. Um, how do you, so, yeah, okay, so he's just got kicking midfielder then uh, as opposed to being a forward type, yeah? No, I think he can play up forward. I can, um, just like sort of Brendan Archie can play that sort of third toll up forward. Um, okay. I think I can certainly see see Will Walker doing a similar sort of role. I think he's better through the midfield um, because I think he knows how to get first possession. He's really clean with the ball. Um, he's a sort of player that can get sort of clean disposal away pretty quickly as well and consistently. So I like that about his game. I think he's a hard runner. Uh, knows how to get the ball on the outside, and yes, when he plays across half forward, he is a marking target, which is nice. Uh, he's a regular goal kicker, as I said. I think there's plenty of X factor about him, um, and uh, yeah, a lot to like about Will Walker. He's one of my favourites in this draft, um, and yeah, it, it's very possible he might be gone by the time our picks come around. I've got his ranges being thirty to sixty, um, but he's the sort of player that I think could potentially play a role straight away for an AFL club uh, and play that sort of 15-plus games next year. Uh, I think if he's there with our first pick at uh, at 46, even though the type of player he is we may not necessarily need, I reckon he would be best available there, and I reckon we we should pick him up. Fair enough. 
And uh, I think I've got him at number 13 in my ranking, so I've got him exceptionally high. Oh, well, how do you like him? He's your Joe Atley this year, isn't he's he? My, he's my boy. He's my boy this year. <laughs> <laughs> Considering all my other boys uh, we're not going to get, like uh, like Stevenson. But uh, yeah, he's, yeah, the, yeah. he's the one that's uh, half a chance, I think. Fair enough. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it for this evening. All right. Very good. Going through Very them. Good. That's it. Yeah. We'll be back on Thursday where we get to talk about uh, potential number one pick Cam Rayner. We'll talk about Jack Higgins and uh, uh, Adam Chera, who uh, we spoke about pre-podcast. So that'll be interesting talking about him. If you liked us disagreeing this week, wait till next week. (laughs) Wait till Thursday. (laughs) Ah, that'd be great. Yeah. That's it. So join us again on Thursday. We'll be back. And uh, yeah, until then, come the pair. Come the pair. Wines, Gray, fancy, well done. Still Gray, handball's good. West off, could kick a goal from here. He does. What a start. 